Some say he's a technical whiz. Some say he was born in Cornwall. While some say he's on a journey. It's the journey. And here's your host, David Hackett. Another journey, another person. And it's still early 2023. And today we are interviewing a, a podcast creator, keynote speaker, author and leadership cons- consultant, who has combined over two decades of experience as a former pastor, which is good, life coach, which is also good, an entrepreneur, because everyone does have a business boom once in their life, I always say, a community developer, and is also a creator to develop a brand of leadership that is at its deepest level human. And we'll talk about statistics as we go along. But today we welcome to the journey, Rich Gray. Hey, David, thanks for having me on. Excited no, to visit with you. No worries. Um, it's good to know that you've got a lot of experience, only over two decades of, you know, of experience. That is... You know, I'm 39, I'm 14 this September. It's like, I haven't got as much as that compared to you. I, I started young, man. I'll be, uh, let's see, I'll be 46 uh, in February, actually. So um, I started young. I actually started uh, in working for churches and ministry when I was 18. Mm. And so, uh, you know, you do the math and you keep at it for a while and Hopefully you get to help a ton of people and, and not mess too many people up. You never know, but mm. I tried my best. <laughs> yeah, and ministry as a whole, you know, is a good thing of yeah. helping people and reaching to, yeah. you know, your community, to your congregation as a whole, because they turn to you. They need someone stable. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It. Uh, I, I have a lot of great memories um getting to help people and serve people and, and meet people and there are so many of those moments that uh you know oftentimes people are in need of something whether it's you know physical needs like food or clothing uh, but oftentimes they're in uh need emotionally or spiritually and just need some guidance and um those, those are the good times you know like anything else there's kind of a yin and a yang there's kind of uh, uh, some struggles and politics and things that come into play. Um, but overall, I look back at the last, gosh, you know, 25, 26 years. Um, and it's been a good journey, man. It's been a good journey to to just hopefully inspire people to live their best lives. And, yeah. and that's all that's all we can do. So going back to the early Mitch Gray when you was a teenager, because I, I always yeah. say, tell me your earliest recollection, and everyone says, yeah, well, I was born, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's late in the office, and it's like, okay, I know you was born, but tell me what <laughs> it was. <laughs> so, to some, we know you was born, that's fine, that's natural, but teenage, yeah. that's where you started realising your life, your expectations. Yeah. What was your expectations, what you can remember as a teenager? Yeah, mine actually started when I was about 10. Um, I, I felt like God, the universe, was telling me, um, you're going to be a pastor. You're going to be a leader of leaders. And I had it on my heart, you know, whatever it was at 10, 11 years old, 
I was just really filled with a passion to inspire as many people as I possibly could. Um, you know, some people have a dream when they're a kid and they kind of become teenagers and they can lose sight of that dream for one reason or another. I never did. It stayed with me. Um, I'm as passionate now at almost 46 as I was when I was 10. Um, and I began doing some of that as a teenager, you know, whether it was being a leader uh, while playing sports or being a leader uh, in different groups. I just felt like my greatest purpose in life was to really inspire other people to live their best, to live deep, you know, meaningful lives and to kind of find their purpose. And that's really kind of the dance that I've been involved with since I was 10 or 11 years old. And it's looked different. Um, even today, you know, sometimes that dance is helping leaders become better leaders. Sometimes it's helping businesses get past their obstacles and find, you know, more healthy, sustainable success. And sometimes it's still, I do a lot of life coaching and spiritual coaching still. Mm. And so I get to have all these different conversations. And David, at the end of the day, regardless of what the conversation looks like, what people are saying is they just want to find who they are. And they just want to find a greater purpose. And when we can help each other do that, the world becomes a much more beautiful place. And so that's kind of my journey. And it's taking me on a lot of places. And that began when I was 10 years old. And I'll never forget it because it's really kind of who I discovered who I was and who I am at my best. And the more we can live within our best self. Uh, the more fun it is to be in this existence yeah. and to share that with others. And obviously at a young age, you know, like you said, teenagers and young people either go one way or the other, but it's also about identifying your true yes. self because obviously when you're, say for example, from when you was born up to the age, I was saying this example 10, you know, the example was, you know, you were nurtured you was coached by your parents or yeah. you know your greater family you've never had your own chance to find yourself so when you're right. 10 years old plus that's where you can start identifying your own needs as you grow older when you get mature yeah and i and i think it's really a never-ending journey because we're so um, we're so conditioned, first of all, what you just mentioned by the upbringing, because we don't have control over that to a certain age. We're just kind of gifted all of this stuff from perceptions to understandings to belief systems. Uh, and then we kind of in those teenage years begin to question everything. And that's a beautiful thing because that is when we start finding ourselves. But the other interesting thing is as we grow and learn, we kind of become something else, you know, in, in a way, I think our innate nature stays the same, but we can just magnify and amplify that goodness as we learn. And now I'm sitting here looking at my desk at this stack of books that I have that I'm excited to read and dig into. And as I read each of those books, I'm going to learn something else about the universe at large. Yeah. And so it really matters that we, we continue to be students, that we take that curiosity that we felt in our childhood that imagination. And then we continue amplifying that throughout our lives because it truly is. I don't, I don't know that there's an ending spot. I think we're just continually growing and evolving. And that is really the fun part of living is that we can learn anything we want to learn. It's just a matter of deciding and kind of exploring. And that curiosity really matters. 
Mm. So going into our ears for you in mod, you know, now and here, it says about 10,000 individuals and clients coached worldwide. Now that's a number in its own mind because people will say, yeah. wow, 10 and 10,000 is like, doesn't seem possible because yeah. that's a small percentage compared to the bigger scheme of things. But at the same time, those 10,000 you made a difference to. Yeah, I'm grateful for that. And again, quite frankly, it's because I started so young. I mean, when you start out at 18 years old and, you know, you walk into a church on a Sunday morning and you've got, you know, 40 young people that you're teaching a class to, and you do that three or four times a week, week after week after week. Um, and then you kind of go on and do other things. For, for about five years, I had a nonprofit and we ran uh, mental health uh, classes for marginalized teenagers. And we did that four times a week for five years. And you just kind of start doing the math. And, you know, to be totally honest, 10,000 is probably a pretty conservative number because it just adds up over time. Mm. But I think really the, 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 the two points that I like to make is, number one, I'm very grateful that um, I've had the honor and privilege to share something with that many people. But number two, the consistency over time is what really begins to make the difference. You know, if I just sort of stuck with it for three years and given up, I, I would have never been able to have the honor of impacting or other people. You know, these people impacted me as well. I've learned so much from every single one of those people. But we have to have that consistency over time. And in a day and age where it's kind of we try something and then we give up really quickly, um, I think that consistency over time might be more important than ever. And just, you know, kind of that stick to itiveness and that diligence, it really, really matters. And no doubt it's very tiring as well, because there is a time where you need to yeah. have time for yourself. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And, yeah, and, and sometimes we learn that the hard way, right? But I, <laughs> but I, I think I've learned that lesson, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it certainly the hard way because, you know, I learned and I don't mind admitting it, you know, trying to be a people pleaser isn't always yes. the key because labeling yourself as such to say i am this i am that it's not about yeah. i am this i am that it's about knowing yes you are you but why master will you by being yeah. that putting that label on you to make you look more important yeah, beautifully said, my friend. It it truly is. And some of us tend to be people pleasers a little bit by nature. Um, but people pleasing is not a form of compassion. And it normally doesn't take you down a path that ends well. And and I I'm kind of that way by nature as well. I'm a peacekeeper and a gatherer and I want everyone to get along, but I can't do that at the sacrifice of myself. And and that's the really important lesson to learn uh from that. Yeah. And being a true leader as well, you don't have to be the leader mm -hmm. who says, look at me, I'm the true leader. Or, right. So you've got to lead where you're, and I always say, don't listen to ear, you've got to listen to yes. ear, because that's where people go wrong. They listen too quickly yeah. to what your mind says, but you don't listen to right. what your heart says. That's right. That's right. And that's so important. So important. So going into 
being a life coach and obviously community developer, you create a podcast as well, which we will talk about as well. And it's good to promote the podcast from, you know, watchers, listeners, whatever. But being a life coach and community developer, did that make you grow that bit more from being a pastor? Yes, 100%. Um, r- really where, where it kind of pushed me to grow was getting outside of my limited scope on the world. Um, you know, the, the religion plays some really good role in the world. It can it can be an instigator for spiritual growth, for bringing people together. The downside to it can be if you don't allow yourself and expose yourself to other perceptions and thoughts is it can really limit your ability to view life from other perspectives. And I believe honoring and listening to the perspectives and perceptions and experiences of, of others is really where the beauty of life kind of lies. Mm. Uh, when when you and I can do what we're doing and you know share each other's experiences and really honor those, it actually allows us to open our heart and soul to more of what the universe has to offer. And so often we can get stuck in our own culture, whether religiously or politically or economically or whatever that looks like. And we can forget that the world is full of so many beautiful experiences. And so as a life coach, when I really moved into becoming more of a life coach slash a spiritual coach, what I learned is that every human has the same basic needs. We all want to be valued. We all want to be appreciated. And we all want an opportunity to give of ourselves, And it doesn't matter what our belief system or cultural system is. That's just a basic human need of our human uh, humanity. Mm. And when we can position ourselves in a way that empowers that within each other, it really allows us to open up and, and see the commonalities that we have, because we have far more commonality than we do uh, things not in common. And it can really remove the barriers. When I can just see you as a human for who you are, not for what you believe or the culture, you just for who you are, then it really begins to value your power and your presence. And and so stepping away from religion and more into how do I empower the humanity of each person, that really pushed me. I mean, and honestly, in the beginning, uh, it wasn't terribly easy because oftentimes when we come from the religious world, we kind of have uh, a hidden agenda. And oftentimes the hidden agenda is I'm there to convert you to my religion. And that's how many religions kind of work. And that's a grave mistake. We should never be there to convert someone to our viewpoint. We should rather be there to honor the story that they're living and telling. Uh, and and that was really a journey for me about 12, 12 years ago when I began to kind of open myself up to what else exists. How can I help empower people from their humanity and, and begin to change my mindset on what that kind of looks like uh, for my life. And it's a very, I'm so grateful for that journey and that opportunity uh, because it has allowed me to, to understand really the spirituality of the universe at a level I never would have been able to otherwise. Yeah. Um, n- nowadays, and I've done it myself in the last few years, and no doubt you've heard of it. As a spiritual coach, do you ever refer back to religion about the spiritual gifts that people have mm, yes t- totally because within every re- you know really religions are simply a human 
response to the divine nature of the universe. And the reason we have so many different religions is because various people responded in a different way. And so when you look at the genesis of religion, what you're seeing is the human response to divine interaction. And so there are so many universal truths within every religion. And some people hear that and go, whoa, wait a second. Really? It's like, yeah, when you dig down deep at the core response, now get away from some of the kind of asinine stuff about putting people to death, et cetera, et cetera. We're not talking about that. We're talking about things like spiritual gifts. We're talking about serving people who may not have what you have. We're talking about giving of your best. We're talking about forgiveness, compassion, empathy. Those are all kind of underlying markers in almost every religion that become the foundational universal truths that exist. And when you talk about spiritual gifts, you know, the Christian Bible teaches uh, love, joy, peace, faithfulness, kindness, gentleness, self-control. But almost all religions teach something very similar to that. And if if you just simply took that one principle and decided you were going to live your life based on love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, that'd be a pretty good life, right? I think the world would be a pretty cool place. <laughs> and so, yeah, when you take those fundamental ideas that most religions offer, they are the universal truths that help us live at our highest self. Yeah, and I understand that. I forgot what my spiritual gifts were because when I was given it, we had to answer, obviously, to questions. Are you this? Are you that? And right. at the end, it said you, your top three is your top three spiritual gifts, and it will help us understand you and what you could do for us as a yes. whole. But obviously, spiritual gifts can change over time. So I did it, I think, yeah, I did it three years ago, and then I did it again last year. And I remember, I think, only one thing stayed true, but the other two changed. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking why is this and i questioned it and they you know the person who told me said it changes but it doesn't change you as a person because you still those previous spiritual gifts that you're not anymore it's just that you've learned or you've grown from that and now you're yes. developing onto the new ones which is a great thing right because it means you're a more whole person than you were three years ago and you understand life at a level that you did not understand three years ago. And you understand your, your self-awareness is lifting. And that is always a wonderful thing when our self-awareness can just continue to lift um, and become more connected. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I will say thanks to, you know, to this person for helping me. And it's Pastor David, you know, Quillen, you know, he helped me understand those spiritual gifts because without understanding that, I probably would have still been in the mindset of, where am I in life? What am I aiming to do in life? What right. I want to see in life. Three yeah. years three yeah. years ago, you know, I was at the point of, I'm not going to do much in life. I didn't expect to do a podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, the podcast only mm -hmm. came about, and this is where we talk about your podcast in a minute, but my, mm -hmm. the journey came about because COVID came along and, people were isolated i wanted to explore people's journeys and you know being in covid times people wanted to talk about their lives and experience yeah. their life and to tell people yeah i love that it's it's kind of funny because i know so many people that began a podcast during the pandemic for that exact reason and i think that is such a wonderful thing um yeah my my journey began 
really out of a desire. It, it actually began my first podcast, gosh, in 2013, I think. So it's been about 10 years ago. Um, and I was actually complaining to a friend. I said, man, I, I had just gotten out of church work. I wasn't speaking much anymore. I was trying to build back my speaking business. And I was just kind of complaining to him over and over and over. Man, I can't book any speaking gigs. I don't know what to do. I really miss speaking. And he goes, well, start a podcast. I didn't know how to start a podcast. I said, well, how do I do that? And he said, you have a laptop, just open it up, hit record, and then figure the rest out. And so that's what I did. I did one. Uh, my first podcast I did for three years, five days a week. I did a 30-minute uh, uh, show five days a week for three years because I just – I just missed speaking so much. And so um, in 2017, I rebranded and now I have the Mitch Gray show that's available anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we have great guests on and uh, and, and I do some solo shows as well. But it really is a, an unbelievable journey of just another platform where we can share something with the world. And if we're lucky enough to have guests where we get to kind of partake in those stories as well. Um, and it's just a beautiful thing that people like you and I get to meet. You know, I think this week alone, I have four podcast interviews where I'm going to be on other people's shows. And th that doesn't happen. You know, it's a lot more difficult for that to happen without technology. So mm -hmm. even though technology can be really frustrating, there is this beautiful opportunity that we get to partake. And uh, as I like to say, have a cup of coffee together <laughs> and just get to know each other. And the listeners get to kind of eavesdrop on that conversation and that's a really, really wonderful thing. And no doubt, and I don't mind asking this, if because you've been part of my podcast, I'd like to be a guest on your show one day. So it's yeah, let's have let's have that discussion. I would love to. I would love to. Yes, yes, yes. Because obviously, I can't always. I I, I know I do relate about myself in my shows, but I'd yeah. want to relate for your yes. brand, your identity. So, um, going into the future because obviously we talk about mm -hmm. podcasts and even you said you had the fortunate thing of a laptop back then when i started the podcast i had a very basic laptop which had a very basic <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. even before that i just used a you know tablet you know ipad mm -hmm. or whatever i'm trying to not advertise it but you know i was using that and it was very basic and you know three two years down the line I got a proper computer now, so I can actually sit down properly. It's a more eye-to-eye -eye contact. I got a mic, which you can't see because it's filtered out on the filter. But yeah. I'm happy with the setup I got now, and I've developed that. And I feel like as time goes on, people reaching out be better because even the journey for each person, like your journeys compared to my journey, compared to someone else's journey, is unique. And that's what I want to keep making that special niche. Yeah. And you would say as a leader, as a community developer or build, you know, someone in the community, you go down into the main street of your local town or city you got one shop who's got one person who's this, and then you go into the next shop down the road, and they a different person altogether. And I'd like that sense of, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's it's really all about getting to know people well enough that you can understand how to best honor who they are. And 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 I think that's really our greatest calling 
uh, in this life is to give the best of ourselves, but to also honor and uplift the best in others. And it really shifts your perspective when you begin walking into a relationship saying, I want to find out how I can best honor this person. How can I best lift them up? How can I best turn the spotlight on them? And if all of us kind of made that our everyday, regardless of what you do for a living, if you're you know, working in a grocery store or if you're a CEO of you know, Fortune 500 company, whether you live in India or you live in America or somewhere in between, if all of us could really get to that level of consciousness and self-awareness that we said, okay, today for one person that I meet, I'm going to find out the best way I can lift them up and honor them. Now, all of a sudden, everyone's walking around with this level of consciousness that is incredible. And what I think people often miss is if we would focus on that rather than our disagreements and our disillusions, most of our disagreements and disillusions would take care of themselves Mm. because our focus would be on the good and helping one another rather than on trying to figure out how we disagree. And that becomes a real kind of uh, a negative energy that begins to exist. And it's much easier to wake up in the morning and go, how can I give of my best? And how can I help someone give their best? Than to wake up and go, how can I make someone's life miserable? <laughs> it's like, which one do you want to choose? And so I really believe moving forward, you know, for me personally, it is that question of how can I step into every interview, every relationship, work with every client, and ask myself the question, what can I do to bring out the best in them? And if I can do that consciously with effort, it'll really, really help propel the lives of others. And the great thing is it also gives me new energy and new life as well. Yeah. Um, so we don't need to really touch upon this because you already spoke about it. But people would like to know, and obviously we will be talking about it now, but how can people get in touch with you if they want to reach out and ask you for advice, ask you for support, ask you for leadership, whatever? I love that. Um, First of all, I'm going to give you three quick ways on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Just look up Mitch Gray Media uh, and you'll find me or Mitch Gray. You'll find me, G-R-A-Y. Or you can email me, Mitch at MitchGrayMedia.com. Send me a direct email. I'd love that. Uh, or my website, MitchGrayMedia.com. So it's all Mitch Gray Media. Uh, if you mm-hmm. just want to take a shortcut and throw up Google and type in Mitch Gray, G-R-A-Y, everything will pop up. So uh, my book is available anywhere you order books, How to Hire and Keep Great People. My podcast is available, The Mitch Gray Show. And yes, ask me any questions, whether you have a question about leadership or spiritual growth or personal development. I would love for anyone to reach out and, and offer some support there. So, Mitch Gray, it's been a pleasure talking to you about your journey today. May the blessing carry on out for those people who reach out to you, because no doubt there will be people who hopefully will reach out to you. Thanks, David. This has been an honor, and we will get you on my show somehow. Somehow.
that was The Journey, hosted by Wise Words Imaging, hosted by David Hackett. Be sure to like, subscribe and listen to another journey coming soon.